I think we're live. Yay. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. My name's Alana. I'm one half of Digital Green Book. I go by Afro Butterfly. And as you know, on this channel, I love to interview amazing, dynamic people who I feel like are making a big impact inside of the communities that I like to travel through. Um, today, I am bringing you Shade Kelly, formerly Shade Jones, recently married. Thank you. And so congratulations, girl. Um, I'm so honored to have you here today because I think what you do specifically could help so many people. Um, Shade is a specialist at time management, organization, and optimizing yourself so your business flourishes. Not just that, but also how to manage stress and what to do when you're overwhelmed or burnt out. And yes. almost every person that I've talked to, no matter what their profession is, no matter what their interests are, their hobbies are, a lot of people are feeling stressed right now. The economy's been a little cray-cray. We can all agree with that. And sometimes <laughs> you have to multitask and do quite mm -hmm. a bit. And your hands are in every single bucket. But Shade is so amazing at what she does. I first found Shade on a, a live webinar. She was teaching over 50,000 people organizational skills, time management skills. And I said, who is she? Okay. <laughs> I even um, reached out to her on Instagram and was asking her tips and tools about some, some different things that I could do. And the, one of the best tools that she mentioned to me was Toggle. And I was like, wow. Toggle is almost like a personal login time tracking device app mm -hmm. that you can do. And I, I realized I wasn't really use, utilizing my time wisely. So I'm forever grateful for that. But thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank thank you. you so much, Jade, for being here today. I love to hear that. I didn't know that that, that personal touch. I love it. Um, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Happy to share what I'm passionate about and what I love to do every day. I think that's amazing. So I sort of would like to just get into mm -hmm. what made you become so passionate about time management and yeah. organization. Yeah. She's looking at me like, how, girl? Okay. <laughs> so I was always an entrepreneur at heart, right? Like some people say that and they don't really mean it. It just sounds good. I legit have always been an entrepreneur. So I'll tell a little story about when I was 10 years old and just how my brain always worked. So I remember specifically being in this like store with my mom and she, I wanted this specific candy. I don't remember what exactly it was. And she told me, no, you know, I don't have the money for that right now. You know how your parents say that to you. And you're like, what? And my 10 year old, uh, my 10 year old self took that as she doesn't have the money, but I can get the money. All I need to do is just get money. So what I ended up doing was the day I actually ended up going with, I, I usually used to go to my grandparents' house, like on the weekends. And my grandmother would go like to BJ's and buy like in bulk and these huge boxes of like things. So what I did was I was like, grandma, would you buy me like this box of like these juicy fruit things and like Capri Suns, I think it was. That was like the big things back in the day, like in elementary school. You remember? Yeah. And she yeah. bought them for me and I brought the whole box to school. And when I tell you I sold out that box at 10 years old and made that money to buy candy and more, like that was my, you know, that was my justification back then. Like I was like, I I just want to get that candy that I want. I don't ever want to be told no. Um, so yeah, just to share that, that, that literally was like my first ever business. Um, and ever since then, even when I was in college, I thought, you know, I thought about going the journalist route because I love to write. But instead, I was my, every mentor I had like in, in high school was like, you're a businesswoman. You're naturally a businesswoman. You should just go into business. So I ended up studying business and advertising 
and that that led me down to like communications. And right after school, I got a job at an advertising agency. So I thought this is perfect. I get to manage accounts. I still get to be creative. And while I was there for the six years I was there, I was managing projects, accounts, these huge like 40 person teams, multiple different brands. And I was like 21, 22. Yeah. You know, and it was like, how the heck am I going to get this organized and have this all together? Because I was like, my whole thing was I can't mess this up. Like, <laughs> so right. got, the pressure, the pressure was on and I was just grateful to be there, honestly. And I learned so much about organization and and productivity. And I already had somewhat of an obviously an organized life because I was like a high achiever growing up, but I wasn't never as organized as I was until I was in that corporate setting. And I took everything that I learned and I started to use it in my own personal life. So what I started doing about two years in, because I realized this wasn't what I was going to do full time, like forever. I was like, this is cool now, but I want to have a side thing going on. A lot of people were into blogging in like 2017. So I said, I'm yeah. like, you know, remember that? Like, I started a blog called The Fire Inside, which is why my company is called that today. So started that blog. It was all about personal development, lifestyle, just things I was learning that I felt like nobody prepared me for this, like this job, mm -hmm. living on my own in Manhattan. Like, I just, I was not prepared. Um, so so what I, makes you think that, what, like, what, why do you think that people didn't prepare you or sc the school system or, or just general life skills up until you were in that situation? Why do you think we weren't prepared to handle those sorts of situations? Generally, I think a lot of, the, I think they just don't teach a lot of life skills in school. I think they just teach a curriculum that they, that, that to pass a test that we never use in real life. Like, I mean, for some people, like I, I, I like to caveat that I do have a friend who's an engineer and like a lot of the stuff we learn in school kind of helps her, but I, I don't remember anything like uh, algorithm theorems or whatever. That doesn't mean nothing to me now. So I think they teach us a lot of things to pass a test, but they don't teach us like life skills on how to get organized or like credit and, and regular business things. Like I learned some of that in business school, but honestly, yeah. business school doesn't even go that deep into personal finance. They kind of teach you to be an employee, oh, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Business school doesn't teach you that. Dang. Well, the <laughs> Yeah. I mean, maybe in like math, maybe when you get your master's, I've never got, I don't know how like getting your MBA, maybe they'll teach you those things. But in undergrad, business administration, the courses that I was taking, we were not learning that. So, yeah. I'm not surprised to be honest. Honestly, yeah. you know, I've had so many discussions with people about higher learning and the learning mm -hmm. tracks that a lot of our children are on. You know, I don't have kids right now, yeah. but when I say our children, I really consider everybody in this community like my family. So mm -hmm. I, I care about the quality of education that's being administered. Right. And I do think we should still have those home ec things. I do think we should yeah. have more trade classes, like not just trading, ding, but <laughs> also like plumbing. My dad's a plumber, yeah. electrician, like handy, handy skills. Like build things. Yeah. Carpentry. They took yeah. all of that out of school. I, they even recently took recess out of school. So I, really i didn't know that i've made the decision that when i do have children it'll be montessori or homeschooling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to to get sort of back to that it, that's amazing that you say that or interesting that you say that because you're not the only business graduate that's told me that same thing like they don't teach you skills I'm like, what 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I didn't learn anything because I didn't pick up yeah. skills in in college, but it yeah. wasn't that. It was mostly communication and networking skills that I picked it's up. Important. You know? Yeah, that's super it. important. Yeah. And that's what drove me down the route of like being able to even figure out how I could build a blog. And that blog led me down hosting events. And I hosted networking events and I would bring on speakers and plan. Yeah, I planned all of those things to the point where my corporate job started asking me to host events. <laughs> so I was able to kind of take what was my side hustle and combine it with some things in my corporate life. And then in 2020, I started coaching because I had a coach of mine who was like, you know what, you should just get into the coaching realm. Like, why not? And because she was like, the events are going to shut down, obviously, with pandemic. <laughs> so she was like, why not teach people how they can find time to do things they're passionate about, like you have, while still maintaining your job. And that took off, honestly. And like, it was incredible. I started in April. And by June, I had my first couple of clients, like not one client, I had couples of clients. And then oh, I was right. able to quit my job end of August. And by September 1st, I was full time. And that's what I've been doing for almost two years now, just teaching people how to manage their time and pursue their passions. I think that's beautiful because I know there's a lot of people afraid to start their personal businesses, mm -hmm. but whatever you're passionate about, there's no time like the present. Come right. up with some sort of plan and execute. Number yeah. one, I'm going to pull up your website because it's gorgeous, number one. <laughs> and you. if y'all are looking to connect with Sade, this is one of the best ways to do it. The fire inside Sade.com. Yes. Um, I bookmarked her website. I'm gonna be completely transparent with y'all. When I saw her teach on that webinar, she literally had an entire hour, and people were just firing off questions like her at her, like, okay, how do I do this? She's like, Okay, I got a solution for you. I have a solution for you. I have a solution for you. Like that, you need that on a t-shirt, girl. Because <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> I'm serious. Like you're the first thing you ask is ask people is how you can help improve their time management skills. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's an underrated thing that people don't really think about because when so many people went through COVID and a lot of people did try to embark on their own personal businesses, when you're at home and you're not having to clock in and answer to a boss, it's not quite the same. Mm -hmm. if, if you're not already organized, ah, can you? Can you touch on that a little bit? Like what, what was your experience helping organize people who had never really endeavored into entrepreneurship before? Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, they had uh, never worked fully from home. And I could say I had never either. I was so used to commuting, being around in front of your boss. Like I literally sat across from my boss. Like So there was accountability there. So when you don't have that accountability, you lose all structure. It's like all of a sudden you, the world is in chaos, first of all. So you're like, I don't know what the heck is going on outside. Don't know if I can even go. At one point, we didn't know if we can go outside. Do you remember that? It was like, wow. Right. Um, so it was like, now I'm supposed to still be working. My kitchen's right there. You might have people at home who are distracting you. Your dog might be there. Like there's just, there was so many elements going on and a lot for a lot of people, they just could not find focus and, and they got easily distracted by their, their phones, the TV and everybody wanted to multitask. I had a lot of clients come to me. They're like, ah, now I watch Netflix while I'm typing up emails, but then yet I'm still how I'm working all night and I don't get how I'm working all night because you ain't do no work all day. <laughs> right. Um, so a lot of people just needed to create a new routine. 
So yeah, as humans, we may, some of us may say we don't like routine, but all of us live some type of routine. Like we do some repeated tasks day to day, just how we live our lives. And when our routine gets out of whack, we really need someone to come in or, you know, or we need to be the ones who come in and repair our routines. What is your routine going to like in the morning? What is your daily schedule going to look like? What is your night routine going to look like? And that's what I was really helping people craft for themselves. And then it went even deeper. Okay. You have these goals of building a business. Now you see it's possible. Now you feel like I really need a, a side income because people are losing their jobs out here. Like I need to create stability for myself because there's this false belief that if you have a job, you have stability. And honey, like in 2020 taught us we do not have that. So a lot of people wanted that and we had to figure out, okay, but how are you going to make the time to do that? I think some people jump into business coaching like, all right, get me in. I want to start this business. They learn all these great things and they invest in these amazing courses and then they don't do the work. And it's that implementation piece that is going to change the game for you, not the knowledge. So I really had to show people how to get disciplined, how to set boundaries and how to implement what they were learning. Because mm, oftentimes when we hear about boundaries, it's in reference to between you and someone else. Mm -hmm. And boundaries with yourself. Ooh. Wow. You know what? Because I mean, that's just discipline. That's another form of discipline. Yes. But mm -hmm. if, if I'm honest with myself, I don't, I'm not as hard on myself as I could be. So that's something I'm looking to tighten up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And boundaries with myself. Wow. What, what, <laughs> what did you need to help get you personally more organized or, or did you ever realize that you had organizational deficiencies? I like that question because funny enough, um, I had someone who asked me like, do you ever procrastinate? And they were a prospective client, right? And I was like, I do. And they were like, well, how are you gonna teach me to stop procrastinating if you procrastinate? Like they literally, like, I, you know, they're joking, but I was like, I, I laughed because I was like, do you think anyone is perfect? Like, do you think I'm at a hundred? Cause I'm not. And I don't want you to ever think that me being your coach means that I'm perfect, that I'm a hundred because I'm not, and no one is. Now, do I procrastinate? Of course, but do, but do I procrastinate often? Absolutely not. So if it's, if it's more often than not, like if I'm at an 80, 90% of getting what I need to get done and a little bit, maybe five, 10% of procrastination, that's very good odds, honestly. Right. So I was telling them that, yes, I, I too have areas in my life where I want to get more organized but we have to look at each area one by one. And that's where people fall short. They try to, I'm going to get this. Oh my goodness. My favorite, the worst saying that I, oh, I need to get my life together. Like I, I had to say it in that voice because it drives me nuts that people say that because people, I don't know if it's just my life. People say that a lot to me. They're always like, can you help me get my life together? And I'm like, I can help you. Yes, get your life together, but we have to do it one by one. We can't, you can't have all of it at the same time. We have to take it one by one. So for me, what that looks like is like, I'll tell my clients, like if my business, typically when my business is very structured and I'm working really hard in my business and it's a season where I'm in a launch or something, uh, listen, I'm ordering food out. If my husband don't cook, we got to get a meal prep. Like me, we might be hiring a house cleaner. I can't be uh, the amazing, most amazing wife at the same time. I'm trying to launch a, a business, like I launch a certain product, you know? So you just have to realize that there's different seasons in your life. Um, so that's really where it comes in for me. Like I, I just select the season I'm going to be in and what the priorities are. And then when I need to supplement, delegate things out, that's how I manage it all. You know what? You touched on something that I want to back up to because 
when a lot of my clients or a lot of my friends confide in me, especially those in like marriages or long-term relationships, especially when they're working from home more now, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that you said right there. They mm -hmm. do feel some form of pressure or some mm -hmm. subsequent form of inadequacy because they're like, dang, I'm trying to be an amazing partner to my partner or an amazing mom or this, that, and third, but I really do want this dream that I have, this business that I have to get off the ground. Like how is, are there any comforting words that you can give to women, especially in 2022 that are multi, multi, multitasking? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my first encouraging word is going to be to stop multitasking and start single tasking. Right. Because when you when you multitask, you're you're giving you're poorly focusing on multiple things versus trying to just instead focus on one thing and do it greatly. That doesn't mean you can't do multiple things. I don't want that to be confused. You can go crazy, girl. <laughs> Have as many passions and do as many things as you want, but just do it one at a time. And then my second thing is going to be give yourself grace. Like I said, know that you when you're in a certain season, you need to communicate that to your partner, whoever you're living with, because they need to also understand what season you're in. We Sometimes I think what happens is we're internalizing that we're a bad mom, we're a bad wife, we're a bad partner, and we're not even communicating all that we've got going on and asking for our partners and, and our people around in our, in our um, environment for help. Like we have to ask for help. We have to communicate what's going on. And then we have to also give ourselves grace and realize that if we're in a certain season, like we're not going to be able to do it all. But remember, but also remember that they're gonna there's gonna be a season where you need to step up <laughs> in that area as well because it's all about yeah. that company. That you know, and I think that's sort of the conclusion that I came to because I I juggle a I juggle a lot of things as well. Mm -hmm. And although I I'm like, ooh, cerebrally high functioning, it's like it it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to break this down to bite-sized chunks. I have to, I have to, I have to. So there was a season I was focusing solely on my father because he wasn't in the best condition. Mm -hmm. Then there was a season where I'm like, no, I need to be funded. So I focused on trading and I made that happen. Then there was a season where I'm like, I need to get to these events. There's people I need to meet. There's events I want to host. Made that happen. But mm -hmm. to your point, like I had to focus on those things individually. I did, mm -hmm. It's not saying that I couldn't do them all at one time. I was trying to do them all at one time at one point, but my efficacy was not as robust as it could have been. Yeah. So do you find that with the particular niche that you're in, especially with organization and time management, your, your family reaches out for a particular assistance or do they ask for tips and advice? Yeah, they definitely do all the time. But I, they also are pretty good at like, I know I should be paying you for this, right? Like, so my sister actually just joined my group coaching program and she's paying full price like everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have a friend of my a close friend of mine. She's also one of my clients. She pays me regularly to help her. So I, I think that fortunately for me, the people in my life have seen my value and they're like, I'm going to actually support and pay for it versus like just wanting all these freebies. I think when I was like first starting out, they were like, oh, just here's some, can I get a tip here? Can I get a tip there? But now that they're like, oh, she's in the game. Like she's like doing this full time. I can, I should actually pay her as a business. So I've been fortunate to have that. That's another thing that a lot of my female friends have inside mm -hmm. of them 
that they they struggle with imp- not imposter syndrome or some some cousin of imposter syndrome where mm-hmm. when because we have that nurturing element in us if people ask for help you feel hesitant to charge them full price or hesitant to so how how did you did you ever struggle with that or how did you get over that if you did i i did struggle with that in the beginning mm-hmm. um because i I think it was a personal thing where I just wasn't, I didn't take the business as serious as I should be taking it, right? Because I was like, I don't know where it's going to go. This is kind of like a play thing right now, especially when it was a side hustle. It was like, oh, I, let me, it's, it was, I saw it as like everything I did for free was good practice. So I was kind of like, let, let me give some things for practice, get used to coaching people. Like my first coaching sessions were whoever on my Instagram said yes and booked a call. And we just, it was practice. And I cringe listening back to those calls, but I needed to, because I needed to hear when did they make these movements? When did they say this? And it was helpful for me to have those to, you know, practice and like learn. Yeah. But as time went on, I realized I have to set up boundaries and the better I got with my own personal boundaries, the better I got with helping my clients, the, the more I could effectively use my own time. So I would say probably like about, six months to a year in, I realized, hey, if you really want, I I would give quick advice, just enough to kind of get a taste. And then I'd be like, if you really want to sit down with me, here's my, here's my, here's where you can book a call. Here's what it costs. And then once you just do that, people are like, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) she's serious. Yeah. I I would say if anybody's struggling with that, Honestly, give, you know, give a little taste you, cause we do have that nurturing part of us. You maybe give a little something of what like that to help them, but then down the line, you know, refer them back. Make they, there's no reason why people that know you can't be your clients. Like, come on. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into what you do in your coaching groups. So if people want to reach out to you for assistance with time management and coaching, what what could they expect from you? Yes. Yeah, so essentially, I take them through my framework. So we always start with your mindset. That is like key with every program that I have. So I have two different ways you can work with me. It's either one-on-one coaching, which is my program called Reclaim Your Time, or you can work with me in a group, which is called From Overwhelmed to Organized. That's my group coaching program. And what happens in either of them follow the same framework. It's just, of course, if you're on one-on-one, you get way more support, way more access to me versus the group. Um, But we both follow the framework of developing your productive mindset is always the first step. After that, we go into how can we build up your healthy routine? So your morning routine, your night routine, your daily schedule. Then we go into how do you actually maintain these routines? So the consistency part is like infamously everyone's favorite part of the program because a lot of people have never learned how to actually be consistent. They've never learned how to actually learn discipline techniques, not just like, I need to be disciplined. Someone on Instagram told me I need to do it, but what are the techniques behind it to make it work? You know? <laughs> and then I also take them through techniques for setting boundaries with themselves, mm-hmm. with other people, because people don't always associate boundaries with time manager they associate with more like emotional boundaries or like you know what you learn in like therapy but it also relates to your time and then I take them through prioritization techniques so I show them how to figure out what the heck to do first what to put off for later when to schedule it in and we create a simple scheduling system for them whether it's software a planner a calendar like there's no one way to schedule for everyone so I teach different methods so that you can figure out which one works for you. Because I think a lot of people are out here on YouTube giving amazing advice, 
but that doesn't work for every type of person. And people need more specialized hands-on help. And that's one of the reasons why when I developed my course, I realized I can't just give this course out. Like for me, it was like, I needed to have some type of program because I needed to be able to hands-on give the support, which means, yeah, I had to price it a little higher, <laughs> but I think people need, I know people need the hands-on support um, because I've seen it time and time again. And then the, after we've set up their schedule, the last thing that I always cover is their energy management, because a lot of people are like, All right, I have this amazing schedule, but I'm burning out from this. I, I don't want to burn out from this schedule. Okay. So let, I'm going to show you how to actually maximize your energy and how to work around your energy levels. And after you have all of that framework, you're, you're ready to like, take it on, right? Like you're ready to manage your time. <laughs> That's amazing. And I, I know exactly how labor intensive it is to build out coursework. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I think it's it's beautiful that you're able to offer that type of support to people, because mm -hmm. especially now when people I, I think mentorship is one of the best ways to guide yourself into a yeah. new area. If you're trying to mm -hmm. go into a Bambi legs with no no outline, no framework. That's when they say businesses usually fail within the first five years. People just don't know. They don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So I recommend anybody watching right now, definitely reach out to Sade. I've learned so many amazing things from her, just from hearing her speak. Um, when When's the next time? Do you have any plans to do any more in-person events or... I'm not sure about in-person events right now, but I'm sure like I, for now, this month, I don't have any. And then next month, I probably will. So those events may come up. I mean, stay tuned on my Instagram would be the best way to keep up with what I'm doing and what's going on. So my Instagram is Sade Kelly underscore. So yes. if you're following me there, that's where I update everything, it's, especially if you get on my email list, you hear about everything first. Oh, yeah. There's my Instagram. Yeah. And through the through the link in my bio, you can get on my email list. So that's another great way to stay in contact with me. And then if anyone watching is interested in me diagnosing if their time is managing them and how they can be managing it better, I have a free consultation link in that um, link there, too, where you can book a call. There you go, getting diagnosed out here in these streets, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, before you go, Sade, because mm -hmm. I think this has been such an amazing chat and extremely efficient interview. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, just wanted to give you your flowers again because everyone knows that I have a vested interest in putting as many high caliber people in front of my audience as possible. That's why I'm Digital Green Book. I want people to be able to re-reference any of the interviews I've done and say, you know what? I need that. Boop. That's the person I'm gonna reach out to. Like um, thank you. Uh, before before you go, what would you say is something that you want to grow in personally, as far as your organization or your time management skills for yourself? I want to build out a team. So that's where I see my next step. Um, I think I've gotten very organized and streamlined with being a solopreneur. And I just hired a VA. So I'm like slowly taking the leap. I mean, hiring is scary. I hiring at my corporate job, easy, right? Like I, it was like, I could bring on someone like I, that was my job, right? But hiring for myself, scary for some reason. It, it doesn't feel the same. Not that I don't have hiring experience. Um, so that's my next step because I know in order to grow, I can't be doing everything all the time. And now that I've gotten a grasp on what my brand is, how to get everything moving, how to make, how to manage multiple clients per month and make it happen. 
now I want to build a team up of people who can also do that. And maybe I build a team of little me's like other time management coaches who are, who love this space and want to help people. Cause then I can really reach the masses like I want to. So that's, that's my next uh, venture. Scaling. I love that. I want to see more people grow. I want us to have a vast network of just robust, dynamic, articulate, brilliant yes. people, but especially chocolate people, because we need that <laughs> representation. For me, representation matters. And I know there's some little girl out there like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I want to help people get organized. And I think her being able to see you would be very inspirational. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your time. And let me pull your website up one more time. People, if you want to connect with Sade, this is the best way to get to her. It is the fireinsideshade.com. And get organized, y'all. I know, I know I've had a lot of conversations with y'all about what you want to do. A lot of people have financial concerns. A lot of people aren't mm -hmm. passionate in the jobs that they're doing right now. And they want to go into business for themselves. Right. Being organized is probably step number one. Exactly. And I was just going to say one last thing I always like to tell people and leave them with because it's a little polarizing, but it's true mm -hmm. is that you need to stop working off of a to-do list, right? Like I think <laughs> to-do lists are an amazing start and I'm not trying to conquer anyone, even if you <laughs> work on a to-do list, but I want you to stop working off a to-do list because to-do lists in itself are usually dauntingly long and they discourage us in a way. And what would be better for you to work off of is a prioritization list. And what that looks like is taking that to-do list, categorizing it, um, noting what's actually urgent, what's important, what's urgent and important and needs to get done, what can get scheduled for later. And then using that list as just like a basis for your prioritization list that goes on, your, that, that's your daily list. So like for me, a daily schedule is not really nothing more than like one to maybe six things. And those are my priorities. Anything after that is amazing. It's extra. It could happen. But those items are coming from a master to-do list, but it's not like I'm working off that list per se, because I think that's something I've seen continuously, continuously with clients that are like, I just can't get my to-do list done. I just can't get everything knocked off. And I'm like, get rid of the to-do list and literally create a prioritization list and get laser focused on what's most important. So anyone watching that, watching this, who's doing that, Take that one shift, and I promise you that already is going to help you so much. And then, of course, if you need more help, I'm here. <laughs> That's amazing. And I know that in general, I mean, people are task-oriented, but we we can admit women are more task-oriented than oh, yeah. men. So. <laughs> That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of pressure. And I definitely know I do operate off of a to do list. So let me just throw this over here right quick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it, but just start prioritizing that list. It, it, I promise it'll help your mental health. I think for a lot of us, it's just the, the thought of like, I haven't finished everything on this list that drives people nuts. And if the list was just a little shorter, more achievable, was more so your priorities, it would it would change the game for you. I agree. I agree. So many amazing tips. But thank you so much, Shade, for being here. The replay will be up on YouTube. And I hope y'all reach out. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one. Boop.